Good morning. Good morning. Let's go over a couple of announcements. Uh, one, two, and three is all pretty much uh, routine. Uh, number four, the work on the portico is continuing. Uh, the weather hasn't been very conducive for us, but uh, uh, we have a good dry week coming up, so we should see some progress. Next week, we will have our communion service. There will be no dinner with this. It will be a straight communion service. No dinner? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no dinner, so. 
and there will be no evening service afterwards, getting back into the swing of things. Uh, our evening study is going to continue tonight at 6 p.m. Please bring drinks and a dish to pass. It's basically finger food, so uh, we look forward to having you out there. Uh, I don't know how many of you heard about Jolene and uh, the Offenbecker family being ill with the COVID. I guess Jolene had a difficult night. Jared or Andrea, can you speak to that uh, with more clarity? Or Let's remember to keep the Offenbeckers in our prayers for today as well. Uh, any other announcements or things that I may have missed? No? Okay. Uh, scripture for meditation is taken from the book of 2 Peter, chapter 3, and that'll be verse 1 through 13, page 1896 in your pew Bible.
Would you stand with us as we begin our morning opening prayer? Brother Ken Lewis, would you kindly lead us in prayer this morning? morning. Will you take your brown hymnal and turn to number 96? <clears throat> number 96 in the brown Something was 
number 67 in the brown. Scripture reading for this morning is taken from the book of Genesis, chapter 22, verses 1 through 19. That'll be on page 31 of your pew Bible. When you come to your chapter there, would you please stand with us?
Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. And God said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and saddled his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. his son Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He found his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham! Here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this, and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies, and through your offspring all nations on earth will be blessed, because you have obeyed me. Then Abraham returned to his servants, and they set off together for Beersheba, and Abraham stayed in Beersheba. Father in heaven, as we continue on, we pray that you truly would bless this reading of your holy and inspired scripture. Bring salvation to the hearts of the lost and comfort to those of us who you call your sons and daughters. In the name of Christ.
we take your brown hymnal once again and turn to number 347, 347 in the brown.
Our last study dealt with the peace treaty that Abraham made with King Abimelech of the Philistines. Abimelech's knowledge that God was with Abraham in everything that he did. Now that assessment was based on the personal observation which included the vast material holdings that Abraham had, livestock, servants, gold, silver, and so forth. And it was refreshing to see that a pagan king gave credit to God's grace in all these areas. God has been good to you, Abraham. I can see it. Others see it. So Abimelech, as well as Abraham, proved that there is no such thing as a self-made man. All of us are enabled by God to take advantage of the opportunities that come our way, whatever they might be. The treaty made between these two men was one of mutual respect and kindness based on the golden rule. No, do to others what you would have them do to you, for this sums up the law and the prophets. Matthew 7, verse 12. Abraham went the extra mile in settling a dispute. His servants dug the well. But Abimelech's servants seized the well. By force. Now this was the day before machinery, you know. I had a well house. They bring in this big machine. This auger's on it. It's this big around. Zip, zip, zip. Mm. 220 feet later, I got. No, no, not back then. You get a shovel. It's what you get. And there's, uh, there's the saying, dig away. So he went the extra mile in settling the dispute on the water. His servants had dug the well, but Abimelech's servants had seized it. But Abraham paid. Abimelech with livestock so that there would be no future dispute or argument as to who owned the well. I want you to think about that. He paid for something that his own servants had worked hard to produce. Kind of odd. But the outcome was that peace was established. So we learn that power and wealth are gifts of God even to those who do not acknowledge God. Secondly, we should settle disputes with our neighbors even if by personal loss. Are you going to hold out for your integrity and have warring faction going on with your neighbors? Well, today we turn our attention to what is probably the most well-known account of Abraham's life. And I'm referring to sacrificial faith the day that God tested Abraham to slay his very precious son as a burnt offering to God. As we come to our study, let's ask the Lord to enable. These are strange things that we're reading in the scripture here, Lord, because 
They stretch our faith. They say to us, who would do something like this? They remind us that we are flesh and blood and we have feelings. Maybe we have disagreements even with God and his commands. And our faith is not as strong as Abraham's, but it needs to be. We know that faith is the gift of God, and so we're praying this morning that you will grant us faith, enable us to believe and to obey. If you don't give us the gift of faith, we won't have it. Because it's not secular, sinful, fleshly faith. It's not that kind of faith. It's the gift of God. And we're looking to you to give it and to teach us something of it. In Christ's holy name, we pray for his glory. With thanksgiving, amen. The text before us has Abraham being tested by God. Now, not tempted, but tested. You say, well, what's the difference? Well, the Greek word for tempted means to entice or solicit to do evil. Tempted. It's used of Satan in 1 Thessalonians 3 verse 5. And in Matthew 4, it is given the noun version, tempter. He is called the tempter. But it's tested... Verse 1 of our text. That means to try or to prove, to evaluate. A term used in industry is assay, A-S-S-A-Y. To determine if metal, for example, has the particular characteristics needed for a certain proposed construction. So a test goes of the components that make up the particular material. In the Netflix series, The Men Who Built America, Carnegie was commissioned to build a bridge across the mighty Mississippi River at St. Louis. But he knew that iron itself was too weak at this, too weak to span such a great distance. Now, he was aware of steel that was being used for surgical instruments, for the interior of clocks, and so on. Small stuff. And it was only used on small stuff because it was so expensive to produce. So he set out to see if a bridge made of steel could cross great spans without stress and without failure. So he conducted what are called assays, or assays, tests, using different formulas of iron mixed with other metals to discover which one, if any, could stand the stress of the span. 
Well, he produced a steel that had all the characteristics that he needed, but one hitch, it was extremely expensive. So he started construction, but when he found out how expensive it was going to be, he had to stop construction. Until several wealthy investors were willing to take the risk of building a steel bridge. Not an iron one, but a steel one. But they got it built. And when it was built, <laughs> he couldn't convince the people to use it. They knew something about metal. They had never heard about steel. So he couldn't get them to use the bridge. Well, that's a bridge too far, <laughs> you might say. What was he going to do? Well, here's what he did. He hired a man that had an elephant, a trainer that had an elephant, and he led a parade across the bridge with the elephant and hundreds of people following behind the elephant on foot. Pretty innovative, I think. Thereafter, his steel girders became the infrastructure of the skyscrapers, which contractors built first along St. Louis, that skyline later on the New York City skylines. Steel. And history was made. So in temptations, the intent is to cause a person to fall, to fail morally, to sin against God and his law. That's a temptation. And in a sinful world, you can be sure we have a lot of temptations. But in testing, different concept, in testing, the intent is to prove the worth of a person to be able to accomplish whatever is put before him or her. So, temptation has the idea of being evil. Testing has the idea of proving what is good and right and strong in a person. We look at our text. And the question is, what was the test God initiated to 